one. We are recording. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone around the world. We are back for another episode of From All the Viewers. Man- Sport- you strip. Here you go with this nakedness. What is this? Cool boy? You want to see me naked, but just say that. Right. right. Just say that. Because we don't get naked for free. Right. I need my cash at the club. Oh, no. Tell me. They say it could all be so simple. But you'd rather make it hard. Right. So we're back for another episode of the manuscript. This time we're going to be talking about our journeys. As gay black men, yeah. yes, this should be very interesting. Baddie, 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 baddie. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna need y'all to hold on to y'all seats. Matter of fact, well, let's give them a moment to get, grab a snack, mm. a cocktail, because this is gonna be quite juicy. It's I'm long sure. Hard wow, 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 hard. Wait a minute. Wow. So before we get into the things of the things, <laughs> right, B? Before we get to the things <laughs> of the things, <laughs> let's introduce ourselves. I am the Terrence. <laughs> I am the back seat pepper. But I'm in the front seat now because it's kind of cold. <laughs> well, the girls call you Luke. What they call you? Oh, they call you. And the men. Oh. That's what they call you. Uh, <laughs> the big booty bed. I'm just praying. <laughs> Bubbling brown sugar. Bubbling brown sugar. Dom top. Dom top. Wow. On Sunday. Wow. No, except for Sunday. Well, they call Bobby. me the Lover Boy vs. Poppy. Oh, yes. the Lover Boy vs. Poppy. Poppy. I'm about to give y'all Poppy vibes all we can. Hey, Poppy. Oh. Hey, Poppy Boo Boo. Poppy Choo Boo. Oh, you like it. <laughs> you like it like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> We're recording, y'all. I just told y'all to know we are actually recording. That's the journey of a gay black man. Oh, yeah. Our journey has to do with sex. Don't we have more development than that? We do. But you know how the people see us. They say let's just let them see us differently. Of course, we're about to do that. Full disclaimer. Full disclaimer. Yeah. I will tell you. So, all of the minds expressed here. It's going to come, it's going to be very one sided because I, I think this has helped me in my life. I forget that I am a gay. I, there you go. Just open it up. I, I right. And so I'm not reminded, like I just went home this past week and I'm often reminded by people's reactions or the things that they say or they do. Why are they acting so weird? I'm like, oh. Was <laughs> something you said? Or well, what? no, I'm just, I just I show mean, up. I just, uh, both, both of y'all showed up. So they saw. I know, but like, I have never... 15, 16, 18, 20, 22, 25, 27 now. Like, I've never... <laughs> the lies! The now, lies! Now, the lies! Now, if y'all been listening to this show, all the episodes we got, now y'all know it's 4.30, 4.30. So let this book lie to you if you want to. Right. So, that part. I, I've never lived as a... I, well, I shouldn't say live. I was, I'm me. Right. And then I just happened to be... That part. Okay. <sighs> that part. We're going. We're starting here. And I'm not saying I do or do not leave with that. 
I've just very com- I've always been very comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. And I remember being young, and I remember my mom telling me this because I was, you know, when you're young and you're you're wondering why people don't like you or they treat you a certain way. And she was like, you know, people they just don't know how to take you. And I'm like, what does that mean? It haunted me for years because I'm like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm literally me. So I will tell you when it's my turn to speak. Like I it is just, your turn to speak. I just oh. Well, I just wake up and go on about my day. Like, even at work, in workspaces, it's not until someone says something or does something, and I'm like, oh, that's because I'm, I'm gay. Like, to me, I'm just me. So can you give us an example? Give the, the, the people listening an example with that. I want to learn like, about this journey. What that looks like. Oh, my journey? Yeah, speak on that, and then go, let's oh. take us down the, your journey. Wait, what aspect? Back to memory yeah, but first start with what is it, some of the things that take you that should make you be like, oh. So I was, of, I was home I'm recently, dead. and I'm from the backwoods of the backwoods, and I so I always paint my toenails like they're always a color. Literally the backwoods. Yeah, the backwoods. And so <laughs> I had on some sandals, and I'll wear like the shorts or whatever the case may be, and then people's reaction to my outfits and 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 my toes, and you know, this is a place where the guys are presumably straight but yeah Chabu. and so when they when they when i walk up and they kind of move or they double take or just any gesture i'm just like what is happening like why are you looking at me that way and it's just and then i'll think to myself oh because i'm a gay man mm. so yeah so what, what what has your journey been like to get to where you are today as a gay black man oh it's been a long rough road but I, what the version of me that you see now is a newer version. I used to be a very theatrical person, mm. young person. Before so, yeah, well, <laughs> no, I was very much still working, but I just was still on the job. But I remember being young, and of course, I think all a lot of the gay children can attest that you kind of find out very early that you're different than your siblings or. The people that are around you so I, I came from an extremely large family and a lot of males in my family so i immediately knew something was different i just didn't know what it was called and mm. i'm going to share this I, I don't think i've shared this before but i remember being young and this little girl in the neighborhood she really really liked me so she would all she always had money i don't know where her mom did <laughs> but she always had money we were like five and so the ice cream truck would come up and come around and you guys probably call them ices, but where I'm from, they call they're called Lenny Billies. Do you guys know what those are? Kool Aid in a cup, frozen. Yeah, oh, right. flips. Flips. Okay, we call them Lenny Billies. What it was it? Was it frozen? Yeah, they're frozen. We call I, back up north. Up north, we call them frozen cups. Yeah, oh, okay. frozen cups or freeze cups. Yeah, we call, okay. we call them flips. Tomato, tomato. So mm-hmm. she always used to purchase them, and so she would buy them for me as well. And so my used to be the best. I used to like the grape or like the strawberry or watermelon, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then I would buy it from the bottom. Yes, because that's where all the sugar. Always been a sucker. Of this. Anyway, um, wow. so one of the young ladies you're eroding that dom top that you just had right there. But listen, so she would always buy me something like one of those pickles or chips or whatever it is that I wanted, and I knew she liked me. I knew I didn't like her, but I liked the gifts. And I remember my older brother being so. Oh my God! What? Is that where you learned your love language from? Oh, that's one of your love. That's your top love language. Oh, it's very much so. Is that where you learned it from? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I You've never know. told that story before, so I've never correlated the two together. But listen, so she would buy me things, and so I got accustomed to it. 
And then, I mean, I liked her as far as a person, but not like the way she liked me. And then we were also like five or six. So what do you know about liking? Anyway, I remember my older brother being so upset. And then one day he was like, you don't even like girls. And I was like, wait, oh, wait what? what? What are you talking that's about? When it started resonating. I was like, oh, like, I don't like, I don't like girls. But then I was like, oh, they know I don't like girls. Like, <laughs> how do they know? Like, how do they know? Yes. But I think it's because they, I was just always very different. And it was a long road because my family always treated me as such. And so, like, my dad, like, we've talked about that. Like, he, I'm, my dad's West Indian. That's them and gay children. That's a whole nother podcast, whole nother subject for another day. Listen, that's a whole nother show. Right. So, but then, like, my siblings and the people around me treated me very, very differently. The good thing that came up, came out of all of this is it allowed me to become very independent very early. Mm-hmm. So, I've never really relied on people mm-hmm. or family for anything. Mm-hmm. Because I I learned very early that I'm different mm-hmm. and everybody's not going to know how to take me and I just got to be my own best friend and be my own rock and and go from there. But then because I grew up with a lot of guys, I also learned how to protect myself. And I remember um, in college, I almost got kicked out of my freshman year of college. Jesus. Yeah. I'm telling you, I was very theatrical back then. It was no nonsense. I didn't take mess. You said one word. I said two. We could take it there. Wherever you wanted to go, I was willing to go. I've been redeemed. I'm not like that anymore. I'm not tussling with y'all in the streets or in the comments. Whatever you say, you can have it. Mm-hmm. But I remember my freshman year of college. Um, wait, what are you saying, Kirkland? Are you mad? I, I really, I really, like, I that's I, what he was saying, though. I, I think that's what I he was doing. Tell you, like, my friends, my, the, my older friends would tell you, I'm not. You were more rah-rah? Oh, I was a very rah-rah. Okay. Because it was all hurt. But I didn't know it was hurt. I thought it was survival and protecting yourself. I mean, it was survival. Well, yeah. 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 But in college, I remember these three guys from Charleston that were messing with me. And I've never been one to be bullied. Like, I'm not a person you can bully. Like, I just don't believe in in that. We're going to end it. Like, if I'm ever kidnapped, you're going to have to kill me at the curb. Like, you're not putting me in Like, I'm just not that person to go along with those other things. But anyway, and I remember them having an issue with them. And back then, I used to um, carry a box cutter. So my twin worked in, like, this, like, um, this, like, shipping company. And so they have like a lot of box cutters. So I would, I would always steal them from him. And I happened to have my favorite box cutter on me one day and they were like trying me. And Not your favorite. My favorite, yeah, my favorite. And I just remember pulling it out and was like, let's go. Like I'm about to, to, to K-I-L-L, to what do they call it? Unalive these right. days. All of you girls. Um, they were straight guys, allegedly. Um, and do you so, still have your favorite box cutters? It's, it's always, I, I, it's I always allegedly though. You said right. you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember them reporting me to the dean and then the police came. Like, it was a whole thing. And then that's when I, I started to learn that, like, things can go left really, really quickly. Really quickly. Yep. Um, I remember at, I think, maybe, oh, I better not share this. Wait, what's, I better not share this yet. Yeah, no, wait, the, wait until the, the timeline yeah, has passed. passed. Yeah, um, um, no, the statute of limitations. Yeah, the statute of limitations. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta move the back. But it was, it, I was coming from a very, very hurt place. Mm-hmm. But once I left home, though a lot of those things kind of went away. And so I started to live as authentically as I could without therapy and all of that, obviously. And then now I feel like I'm still learning myself, stretching my imagination and my personality. Um, yep. Yeah. So that's, that's my snippet. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Kirkland, you want me to go? Sure. Hmm. 
You're going by age, right? Yes, I'm 27, so I would say <laughs> Kirkland's 34. Eight. Kirkland wow. will be 35 in two weeks. Good yes. Yeah. It sure is. Aww. You're so stupid. But no, but every time I ask him, like, it's like, what do you get someone who has everything? More things? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> um, that's a fair one to um, my journey of a black gay man is real. I don't know. So for me, um, in the beginning, very similar um, to Mr. Dom Top here. Bubbling brown sugar. <laughs> Bubbling brown sugar, <laughs> Dom <laughs> Top, who likes to suck a little bit. <laughs> That's what you said. I see. I'm on the cake. I'm a side. Oh, you're a side? Yes. Are you becoming a side? Yes. We're gonna have an episode about positions. Oh yeah, that's oh, the title. Yeah. I love it. Positions. Yep, because I have some favorite. And then I want to play switching positions for you as the theme song. But anyway, I can't do that. Go ahead, I digress. Go ahead. Sarah's like hanging from the tree. Go ahead. Oh, he likes swinging from the chandeliers. Let's be fucking clear. Go ahead, Kirk. But side note, that's a side note. I can't. Let's get back to our original topic. So for me. Um, my journey of a black gay man, it's been very treacherous. I mean, very much like one of mine's started very early of me. I have uh, all West Indian parents. Um, so it's a, it's a, I lived in a very homophobic household. I, I knew it from day one. Um, it's reiterated practically every Sunday, um, mm-hmm. either between the sermons my parents' parents would come home with, or the music we listened to was very homophobic. Actually still is homophobic, it's not. I mean, times have changed in my culture, but not really that much. So, um, well, actually we just had our second gay pride. So I think things are moving. Jamaica just had their second gay pride. Oh, wow. Yeah, so things are moving actually, now that I think about it. We, we should not. Uh, <laughs> what I would do. I'm about to say, I don't okay, think that's a good okay, idea. Y'all tell Blood Clab, yeah. We don't right. do that. Okay. What I would do. Yeah. I'm about to say, I don't think that's a good idea. Now do it. Bye bye. Hold yourself. We're not going to do it. Right. Hey, I learned the news. Right the fuck now. No. What part of second prize? Right. What part of that to the one go to? Not the 22nd. Right. The second. That's the second. Keep on the moment. So, so for me, like it's it's been very much realizing very early on whatever you like, you don't know what it is, you don't know what it's called, you just know you like something differently than everyone else likes. Um, I I have a very early memory. I'm actually never going to share it, but I have a very early memory of me realizing that I was gay. Um, I want to say first grade. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. um, I remember coming home thinking, I like that boy. I remember thinking that. Wow. But I never said it out loud because I knew it was wrong. But I remember thinking it. I remember, I remember trying um, as I progressed in age, I remember getting more feminine and more feminine as the years would go along. And I remember like, no one picked on me. It's interesting. Um, no one picked on me in school. And that was actually intentional because my my journey 
as a child was always, how can I make myself invisible and small? Mm. That was my journey. That's why I am the way I am today. Mm. Um, I, I made myself so small. I'm telling you, I made myself so small that people that I went to school with don't even know I went to school with them because I made myself so invisible. Wow. I will be describing to people, yeah, I sat next to you for four whole years. Don't know who I am because I never spoke, never said anything. I went in class, I shut the fuck up, I wrote my papers, I did my homework, I turned them in, and I went the fuck home. When we went, we used to ride school buses, I would get in the bus, I would sit in the middle of the bus because, listen, the back of the bus had the troublemakers and the front of the bus had the goody two-shoes. So I sat right in the middle so no one would have anything to say. Listen, my whole life, my whole, even at home, my objective was to be small. So that was most of my journey um, until 16-ish, 17-ish. Um, and I'm having slightly older friends at this point because um, I'm out of high school and I don't even know how I met this friend, but I met a friend and he had a friend that was another friend of his. And so we used to, all five of us used to go out together. And so eventually he had a car that his older boyfriend had bought him. Who I still remember that boyfriend to this day. It's a while to me. But he had an older boyfriend that would buy him things. So he bought him a car. So he we would drive around in his Fancy. car everywhere. And... um Actually, one of those friends is Tyrone, which is my best friend to today. Um, but so we would uh, ride around his car. And then one day we went to my house to do something. I don't know if we were changing to go out. To but hunch. To hunch. No, no, no. We didn't go to hunch. Oh. No, no, no. I, I didn't have sex until I was actually an adult. I, I waited for sex. Mm. Um, but no, no, no. I was legit changing to go out to the club. And I didn't realize my mom was home. I thought she was gone because I didn't see her car. And he was steady talking about his boyfriend, about how they had sex that night before. And I was like, oh my God, that sounds so interesting. Like this sex thing, like tell me more. And clearly I was gay based on the conversation that we were having. And so um, I, I left. No, he left to go to Walmart, which was right behind my house. And when he left to go to Walmart, that's when my mom came out the room and was like, I'm not going to share, but it's really horrific. And there was that experience that catapulted me into this, like, that was my journey. It was very much, I was all kind of bleeps and bleeps and bleeps and bleeps and bleeps. And I'm not your child. You're not my child and all of this shit. So my journey to being gay was very horrific. I mean, practically both of my parents disowned me. So this is hard. Yeah. I think the difference, and I know you guys have to go, the mm -hmm. difference between you and I is that mine wasn't as overt or mm -hmm. direct. Mm -hmm. um, it was covert. Yes, because I remember distinctively, um, my father has 10 children. And so we all met up. He was not doing well, and we didn't know how many more days we would have. And I'll never forget, as long as I live, he gave every child something except me. Like, that was his way of, like, 
disown me. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a lot of young, so you don't really know. Like it was, it was just how like, you disown somebody. And you're... this is the thing. Like he, he has jewelry. You guys know I love jewelry. Like I wear jewelry to bed. Um, but and we have the same name, so a lot of the jewelry has initials and stuff. Like we have the same name, so I just imagine that I would get a lot of like the briefcase and things that had like his name engraved. And he gave me nothing. And so that was his way of the disowning. It wasn't, you know, oh, your bag, or wow. X, Y, Z, you know, my child. It was just very like that. And so I was accustomed to, I think that's why I've learned to operate in the nonverbal. And I hear not what you're saying, but what you're not saying. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to study body language because those things are very telling to me. Wow. I thought about that when you were speaking. Hmm. And my mom said something to me we'll discuss offline okay i will i don't mind sharing but i also don't know what this podcast will go and i don't want her calling me one day and saying why did you tell right. me about that but that's um, your truth it yeah. is but oh oh i love that i absolutely love that go ahead yeah so um i guess as i get more comfortable and more therapy that's maybe nice. one day that'll be something that i actually say out loud but i also still want to yeah, her in that right because when you guys hear you're going to who can say that to their child? But I, I will surprised. tell you one of the things that I, I have learned, oh, and I, I hope, love that, and I hope parents learn have are learning this, or parents happen to listen to us. Like, love your child. Like, don't allow Absolutely. religion and other people's thoughts to impede on how you feel about your child, right. because it's it, it's it's almost asinine to just n- not love your. Flesh and blood because right. of what other people would think, um, and then you don't know what that would do to your child, and you don't know where you end up. You know, you don't know what child you need. You may think you have an idea of what child Ooh. is going to be there for, <laughs> but you really don't know because I've learned something about my family and people from back home. Like I'm gay until it's time they, until they need my gay dollars. Yeah, mm. and then it's it's very much like we're willing to look the doll. Yeah, we're very much look ready to look past these type of things. They're always ready to look past. Like let's keep it home. Like if you're gonna be homophobic, let's go all out. Like I'm okay with you being homophobic. Right. But let's just be. Don't be a part time. Yeah. Don't be part time. Don't do when it's convenient for you. Exactly. Um, And when it's not, you got your hand out. But one of the things that I love about my twin brother is I'll never forget. I went on this trip and I took some pictures. This is like in the Polaroid days, so you know you have the pictures on you. It was me and this guy. We have no clothes, but it was, we weren't naked, but we were naked for that time frame. You had no shirts on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, man. But we were like on top of each other. It was just very... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I remember um, my brothers asking me, and I told my twin and my older brother, and my twin brother, I'll never forget, he, he was like, well, you're still my brother, and I'm always going to love you. I'll never forget that. Oh. I'll never forget... That was the only... I feel, I feel like that's the only time I've ever felt safe and seen. Throughout the, the gay experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never, I've never felt safe or seen when it comes to that until Juneteenth, twenty twenty-three, in the gay experience. Actually, really? Yeah. Um. So what I wrote down was actually something you said about uh, protecting your family. So mm-hmm. I will say that was a conversation that I had with my mother very early on in this reconstruction of our journey, mm-hmm. I very much said, it's going to be a lot of shit I say you don't like. If you don't like it, that's your motherfucking business. You shouldn't have did it to me. Yeah. Mm. Flat out. Because I'm going to talk about my journey. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you 
as a matter of fact, my sister and I had a really hard conversation when we talked about the dad thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a very tough conversation. Did she listen to it? No, not really. Kind of, sort of, not really. She didn't listen to it. She kind of got wind of it Mm -hmm. because of another conversation. And I was like, yeah, you might feel some type of way, but it's my truth. Yeah, it's your truth. But to clarify, so I, 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 when I mean protector, I mean in the regard of my mom was also a very young mom. And I mean, we don't know what gay is for ourselves. And then she didn't know, like, I mean, she didn't know what to do. She didn't know how to properly care for a, a young boy who was different than her other boys. And so not making excuses, but I can, as I get older, I can see how that could have been confusing for her just as well as it was confusing for me. Because she's looking for me to provide answers that I couldn't provide. And she didn't understand it. So, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, but I just believe in while I, as long as I can, I'll try to protect her from that. All right. You um, So this is the thing that I have about when we come out about our sexuality. Oh, wait. Let's, let's not assume that we all came out. No, I'm just saying, like, in general, uh, in general for people that did, have come out. Like, I know, but let's not assume people come out. Let's, I mean, because technically, when I, I say come I out, came I mean, out, so when, when I'm saying, I when I'm saying come out, I mean, they recognize who they are from the get-go. Like, that's what oh, I mean by okay. come out. Okay. Not, okay. Not, yeah. not like came out, like come out, meaning they know who they are. Um, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, uh, for me, it's the point of immediately when that happens and people immediately go to the sex part. Okay, I get it. You know what I mean? They mean to go to the sex part. Yeah. Which bothers me because you go into the sex part, so that tells me something about you. But you're trying to make you trying to paint this picture that people who are gay are are are, are sex offenders. They 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 um they 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 are predators on children. They pedophiles. All these things. But you immediately when I know who I am and I'm coming out to you, this is who I am. You immediately go to the sex part, like. That's so asinine to me because se- the, the sex part is just a small percentage of who I am. But you forget about all this other shit about me. I had straight A's. I cleaned my room. I did my chores. I behaved well. I'm well-mannered. All You forget all about all that shit. But you immediately go to the sex shit. So I'm just going to put that out there. That's irritating as fuck. So um, my journey as a gay black man, um, I didn't even realize I was gay until like till later on. Like, I, didn't, I didn't realize until... Um, I was in my 20s. I was already out the house, graduated from school, was in college. Um, actually, it wasn't even, I went to college, then went into the service, came out of college, came out of the service, and then I realized. So, but then as I got older, I would go back to my childhood and realize, oh my fucking goodness. Over here, over there, over there. He was a little gay everywhere. I re- yes, I didn't. Because as growing up, I was just me. I was a kid. Like I didn't, I didn't connect the dots. There's a label. Like I didn't. Yeah, I'm like, why are you putting labels on me? I'm Terrence. Yes, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know none of this stuff. So there was something that happened to me in high school, right? Um, I think it was ninth grade, summer of ninth grade. So I was going into about to go into tenth grade. Um, I met this dude. My mother was working with students doing like a summer program or something. And I came down, I think one time or whatever, and my mother introduced me to this dude. And mm-hmm. um, like, I guess just say, oh, this, cause I guess the dude gravitated to my mother. So my mother wanted me to 
meet the guy who she always talked about. So I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I met the guy or whatever. And so we, you know, buddy buddies. And I remember he invited me over his house one time. Went over his house and went to the basement, watching, chilling, watching TV, whatever, whatever. Then he put he puts on uh, a porn movie, and so I was like, okay, but it was it was it wasn't a gay porn; it was straight. So I'm we sitting at each other, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Before I know it, my fifteen year old dick is in his mouth. <gasps> yeah, my fifteen year old dick was in his mouth, and I was kind of like, uh, <laughs> what's happening right now? That was my first time anything with a dude. So I was just like, what the fuck is happening? But this feels so good. So yeah, I was, and at that time, I think I was, I had a girlfriend or was seeing somebody. I can't remember. Anyway. I'm not sure how to receive that story. Yeah, it it was weird for me. No, I mean, like, was there consent involved in this story? I don't even, to be honest with you, I don't even know. I just know that. My yeah, my penis was in his mouth. I and it, it, but it felt good at the same time. So I didn't stop him. But it was like, it was weird. And I was just like, is am I supposed to be turned on? Am I not supposed to be turned on? Like, I I I don't know. So that happened, and I you know after a while I left, and I think I saw him maybe once or twice after that. But that was pretty much what and done. And so I moved on. You know, had a girlfriend, all that other stuff. And then um, speed it up. Went to um, went into the military, came out, and I realized who I ultimately was. I already moved. I had moved out of my mother's house already, and I came out to my mother um, Mother's Day of 20, 2022, 20- 20, no, 20, no, 2002, 2001, 2001, two, something around there. Mm-hmm. Um, on Mother's Day, of all days. <laughs> of all, all the days. Of all days. I came out to my mother on Mother's Day. And it was, um, it was heartfelt. We cried, um, all of those things. But immediately, it put my mother in an awkward position because at that time, you know, prep wasn't out. All that stuff wasn't out. And so I had an uncle who I was very close to, my, one of my mother's younger brothers. He passed away with complication of, of AIDS uh, when I was in high school, my senior year of high school. So when I came out to my mother, she immediately put me in that box that I was going to, I felt like, and this, I'm not saying this was her intentions, but it made me feel like that I was going to turn out like him. Uh, my uncle died at like, he, he, the crazy thing is my uncle's birthday is on Valentine's Day. And he died on Memorial Day of 97, the year I graduated. And, um, he died before he turned 40. He was like 38. And immediately I carried this cloud, this heavy weight mm-hmm. on my shoulders for from that time until three years ago. Uh, it was heavy. So anytime throughout that time frame where I slipped up and didn't wear a condom or the person didn't wear a condom, I immediately, it was immediately like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to be like my uncle, oh my God, oh my God, I'll be like my uncle. And then if I was, how am I going to tell my mother? It was all that. And it was, 
it was like I was walking on eggshells. It mm-hmm. made me feel uncomfortable. It made me feel like I, I felt like I couldn't really be truly who I thought I should be. Oh man, it was. It was just you so, wasn't enjoying sex. I wasn't really to. enjoying it because if I made a mistake and yeah. the mistake came back to haunt me, then and I had to. I couldn't. It's something I couldn't hide. Like I felt like if that was that, that happened, I, that would have been something even more heavier on me. I'm keeping this secret from my mother. That, but if I'm afraid to tell her because then she's gonna be like, "Well, see, I told you." You're gonna be like, not that she would say that, but just that's what I felt. And so, on top of that, I finally came out to my dad, and my dad and I at that time didn't have a strong relationship. So it was like my dad's gonna beat me down to the ground, like not physically, but just like I knew it. You get, you know, all I just knew it, and I wasn't sure how he was gonna react. Um, And he surprised me in a little bit, but still said some slick shit that I was kind of like. Um, so I didn't have it that hard when it came to my parents. I just found out maybe a few months ago, I said, mine, did you know I was gay as a kid? She was like, to be honest with you, no. You know, they say all moms know. She was like, I was too worried about making sure that you were well taken care of. You wasn't getting caught up in the streets and all those things. She said, I was a single parent. All I was worried about was taking care of you. Making sure you were well, make sure you ate, make sure you had your schoolwork, make sure you wasn't out on the streets, to make sure you wasn't getting in trouble. I said, Ma, you honestly was not thinking. She said, I was not thinking that. I was not thinking that my son was gay. I was not. That was the least thing that I could that I thought of. And I was she like, was in survival mode. She was in survival mode. And I was like, wow, really? I said, because people say, your mom knows. She's like, I didn't. I was too busy trying to make sure that you were well taken care of. I was a single parent. So it, that 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 was like baffling. I was like, "Wow!" But my mother, when I came, when I told my mother about myself, she she started to educate herself on her own about certain things. Sometimes she would come back and tell me certain things. I'm like, "How do you know that?" She said, "Oh, I saw this on TV. I watched it. I saw this documentary or this and that and the third. And so um, I am proud that she um, accepted me wholeheartedly for who I am, even to this day. Um, she doesn't, she sees her son. She sees Terrence. I just so happen to be gay, but she sees her son as a loving, caring, responsible, um, attentive, uh, compassionate, determined, persistent human being. Damn. Um, and so That's I'm a lot like- of labels for somebody who said they don't like labels. Well, that, you know, that's what she's told me, I'm just saying. Um, the, on, oh my God. On the flip side with my dad, um, and we talked about this on, um, Did yeah, well, yeah. But I found out, you know, my dad. I never knew that my dad loved me, when I was a kid. So even when I, you know, told him about my sexuality, I still didn't know how he really cared about me. And then it wasn't until like after I moved to Atlanta that I found out at like thirty four, thirty five, he actually said the words "I love you." So it was kind of like I didn't know that for quite some time. So I feel like I'm walking on this earth not knowing that the man that who all who helped to give birth to me. Loved me. I knew my mother did. She told me all day. So I was in this really limbo state when it came to male counterparts and the main male being my dad. Not saying that he hated me, but just not sure if he actually loved me because he never said those words. But when it came down to friends, male friends and all that, it wasn't a lot of tug and pull, you know, tug of war, tug of pull, with, if you will. It was kind of like they accepted me before I am. They did ask questions like certain things, but I'm like, I'm still Terrence. Like, Nothing has changed. It's just who who I happen to be attracted to. Um, so I'm kind of like UV when it comes to sometimes I do forget because I just feel like I'm just myself and I'm just living my life. And it, it, you're either on board or you're not. Right. 
you know, and stop looking at just a percentage of my sexuality is this is all of who Terrence South is. That's not the case. I'm so much more than my sexuality. And it's like going back to what I said when I started, immediately people want to take sex. And it's like, well, what that says something more about you than me. Right. If that's where you immediately go to, like that's that's so unfair to immediately go to that point and think and you put me in this category with all you know pedophiles and all these other things i'm like no stop that but even in in that and sorry to cut you off no it's okay i don't think that that's always the only way that they go i think people think of gay people as a i hate to say as an accessory oh yeah they do that too but because they're going to think you're a pedophile or can you do him Yep, you, you do. Yep, you do makeup. Help me pick this outfit up. Yeah. I remember one time I was at a church function with my mom. Um, I was young, and I remember it was like a little gay guy. He got up on the choir to sing. There was one on the organ, one on the piano, one was on the damn, piano. damn, damn, everywhere. 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 You get a gay. You get a gay. You get a gay. You get a gay. Huh? Huh? They be all up and through there. Especially the Baptist and the Um, I remember my mom looking at me. It's so funny. She was like, "No time." She was like, what can you do? I was like, what? She was like, all these gay guys, like, they can do something. Like, what's your, like, what's your magic trick? <laughs> and we laughed. What's your magic trick? <laughs> oh, God. Magic trick. I do not want to laugh. It was indicative of, like, people think that gays are, like, like, that's the reason why I'm not, I'm not in at work, but I'm not out. Right. Because I don't want it to be turned into something, I can't get to work. But, right. like, my family knows, like, I'm the regularest gay you ever meet. Like, I'm not. Yeah, we got no outfits. We're not doing nails. <laughs> we're not doing hair. We're not doing fashion stuff. Like we're not doing anything. We're probably watching movies and just chilling. Like that's my my vibe. But a lot of times, people just assume because you're a gay, you can have these abilities. Yeah, like they put you in boxes. I'll explain what that is. Actually. What is it? Tell me now. Okay, yeah. so remember how you said earlier that immediately what happens is you get put into this um, box of sex, and that's uh-huh. the first thing they think of. And then you also, both of y'all uh, said that, you know, being gay is only a sliver of who you are. But I actually disagree with that statement. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because I feel like, honestly, this may sound wild, but follow me. I think being gay is a superpower. And this is why I'll say that. Because I feel like being gay comes with a bit... Honestly, truly feel like being gay has unlocked a part of my brain straight people just can never access. I promise you, I feel no qualms about what I'm about to say. I think gay people are the smartest, talented, out of the box humans that exist. Absolutely. Because I think because we're ostracized. Yeah. It forces us mm-hmm. to use more of our brain. Therefore, yeah. we access more of it. That's what I think makes us smarter. So I think it, it, it trickles down to more than just fashion, sex, and doing hair and makeup. Like, right. I think it trickles to the fact that you can you can see a problem and you can think far beyond the problem. Or you can come up with a solution while everyone else is puzzled. Because you, you your life was lived outside of the box. So I, I, I agree with you on that. That's, that's why I don't think it's just... Yeah, don't put yeah, they don't put baby in the corner either. I agree with that. Well, and don't put baby in the box in the corner. <laughs> so um, I like to say this is my favorite quote. I got it from Pose, but my loudness walked in the room before I did. So I, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't I don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah. But you're gonna see me. Yeah. Have, do, have, do you guys have you guys ever gotten rather be from your gay counterparts or or 
heterosexuals um, that say, okay, kind of piggyback off what you said, you t- you're too loud, you're too aggressive, you're too assertive, you're too much. You Every day. Like, and Every how do day. you feel when they say those things? Like, for me, I'm kind of like, baby, like, you need to check you at the door. Like, don't yuck my yum. This is who I am. Like, I can't help that I am a bubbly person or that I'm proud of who I am or that I've gone through shit that's taken me to a point where I'm, I finally know who the fuck I am and going to walk in that 1,000% used, and you still trying to figure it out. Like, don't do that. Or you mad because I come through fabulous and you actually sitting in the side, you really want to fuck me, but you saying this other shit to try to cover the shit up. Right. Ooh. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm so far removed from all of that. I don't know why. Like, I I always have to say, like, I like me. And it, I think it's because it took me so long to get here. Baby. I love the fuck out of me. When it comes to other, when I see other gays, it's so, so fucking long. long. So long. So Baby. Long. I feel like I'm just like a, I, I'm learning to just be open to whomever you decide to show yourself as. Right. It's, I, I, I don't want to say I don't care because it comes off very... But I'm focused on like my mental health and me and keeping yeah. myself afloat. Yeah. So like when I see other gays, it's, it's a hello or we may talk or we may not. Like I don't, I don't really dwell into people's lives and, and what they what they take stock in anymore. And I don't know if that's just a part of getting older. Yeah, it is. Like I'm just, just don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah you just get a point. You don't care. It's, it's not that. It's say. like it's not that deep. It's mm-hmm. not because, and, and, and I'm saying most of that stuff, that, you know, because a lot of that stuff happened before I realized who Terrence Styles is mm-hmm. and being comfortable and loving me, my flaws and all. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, well, why the fuck are you like? So I almost question, like, damn, something wrong with that I'm secure who I am or that I'm loud or that I have personality. I'm like, so you start to question yourself. Now it's like, I don't give a fuck. That's your problem, not mine. Right. I don't care. Go over there and figure your shit out. Cause mm. my shit, I'm, I'm I'm not perfect, but I figured that at least that part of my life out. Right. Where I'm secure. When I walk through any goddamn door, I don't give a fuck what you think about me, what I got on, how I talk, anything, how I look. I don't give a fuck. I put it in in perspective of I remember being young. I used to talk about everybody. Like I'm talking about you. I'm gonna like rag on you. I'm gonna talk about what you have on, like what you're doing. And I think it was because I was so hurt. That it was deflecting, so mm-hmm. I, I don't have to focus on like me and what I have people do that every day or my inadequacies because mm-hmm. I'm focusing on you. So if anybody walk by, so now when I see other people do it, I know you know exactly what, what it is where it's coming from. Yeah, so I can't be mad because hopefully they'll grow and get to the place. Where hopefully, like, gratefully, but like I don't really. Yeah, I hate to say I don't care because that sounds bad, but because I, I care about people, I want people to be the best versions of themselves. But I just I'm very. I like where I am. I like that I don't really care. Yeah. Participate in the drama. Yeah. Oh, now I will tell you, that's something I'm not doing. Now, y'all can leave. You know me, pal. I'll walk you, away. You'll walk away. Go away. Like, I'm not arguing with people. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, the last time I got into an argument, I was throwing food on over there near the West End. <laughs> what? Car. So, quick story. Oh, I, I was coming home. Mm, this is a part of this will. journey of being a black so, gay male. So follow me. Right. Right. So follow me if you will. Um, I was coming mm. home from from um, from downtown, not city place, but from downtown. And you know, like when you don't want to take the interstate seventy five, you can go near like where, where Morehouse was filming. Oh, whatever yeah. that is, right? No, it's not driving so, all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you come up and you're passing Spellman and you mm-hmm. get to that next, I feel like it's a stop sign, and then you go further and it's a light. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one lane turns right and then the other one turns left. Yep. I don't even know the name of the street. 
but you know, we need to go right to get to East Point. But I was in the wrong lane. I was in the left, and I should be the going turns, left. And you're supposed to go but, straight. Yeah, but I turned on red to go right. And this dumb beside me, you knew what I was doing, and so you were just so hell bent because people are not happy here. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So hell bent on like being in the way because I people. I just believe people just love being fucking way. And so she turned as well. And so we're both going. I'm going on about my day. And she, she was like blowing the horn. And so I'm looking at the next light. She's like rolling down the window. And I'm looking at her. But she wants her. I roll down like, you didn't see me? And I'm like, lady, what are you what are you saying? Like, we're, we weren't even in the same lane. Like, what are you saying? You saw me turning. Yeah, I shouldn't have been in that lane. So I take full accountability of that. But lady, you just wanted to be in the way. And so I was like, okay. All right. So I rolled my window back up, which really made her mad. And so she just started going on and on. And then when the light turned green, she threw a water bottle and hit my passenger side window and she drove off. Now, I know I told, I know what I told y'all earlier, but I promise you I'm a work in progress. Like that, shit like that really sends right. shocks through my It's head. like, you don't know who's in this car, lady. When I tell you I caught up with her in the next light, like I pretty much pulled like in front of her. And I got out, you know, everything. I had like a salad bowl in my car. Everything I had in my car, I was just throwing on a windshield. Like people were blowing the horn. The light had changed. And so when I got back in my car, she wouldn't go. Like she she wanted to go and I just sat there. So she's blowing the horn because people are blowing the horn. I'm like, I'm not moving, bitch. You want to be petty? I'll show you petty. We'll be out here until the cops come. And uh, I end up moving. And so as we got further, they end up throwing change at me, like, on my car. So now we're playing this <laughs> game of, bitch, who can throw the most at each other's car. And then once I did get home, I realized, like, you know what? This is not the life that I need to be out here trying to live. Mm-hmm. I could really, thank God I, I shouldn't say that. I'm on, on the microphone. Um, but I just learned that I can go far when it comes to things. And I think this is that. I personally feel like this is that West Indian side of me. Like, I will go far with you. I remember being, like, 12, and I, like, stabbed my brother in the leg with a knife. Like, I will go far. Oh, my. And my far is further than they people's far. far. Yeah, and I had to learn that because, you know, the girls say they, they want to go far. Maybe they time to go far. That far is just right here. Yeah, (laughs) taking one baby step. (laughs) So once I learned that, like, oh, I can really tap into a whole other level of being. Like, it's not worth it because what if the cops did see us and now we're all like in jail and I worked very hard on this little life of mine, (laughs) throwing away from a cheddar red light that I don't even know. So I learned, I took from that experience that like I'm just going to allow people to be who they want to be, and I reserve the right to say I don't want to be part of it because you're in charge of how you respond, right? Because one thing I need to say about living in this gay life, like people feel like they can try us. Oh, and absolutely. Because we feel like they were weak. Exactly. And I'm just like, I'm not. And we have no backbone. I'm finally getting to the point in life where I don't really need to prove to you that you can't try me. Yeah. The last time we were at the bar, this guy comes up and he steps immediately in front of me. Do you remember this? The last time you and I were at Bulldog. Mm-hmm. And he steps immediately in front of me. And I'm just like, why does this keep happening to me? <laughs> so I'm like, excuse me. Like, I'm in line, just so you know. And he was like, oh, well, there's not a line. I mean, it's, it's a bar. You can stand anywhere. So I'm like, well, bitch, why the fuck did you decide to stand in front of me? Like, if you could stand anywhere, like, since we're being smart today. Right. <laughs> and right. I just I just realized that, like, when you are a gay man here, 
Like people tend to try you because they think you're weak. They think you won't stand up for yourself. Um, one of the biggest challenges that I have is I pray nothing ever happens to my barber. Like I've been to so many barbershops in Atlanta. <laughs> as soon as they clock that tea, they're like, mm, you can't come in here. You can't come back. Like, or they don't. Oh, I'm full. I have too many clients. And this is how I know as a people, we have so far to go. You're going to let allow this to get in the way of your money. Like, like of your money, like really, like like this. So, what they think that that the the the, the gayness from using the rebel phone? No idea. <laughs> what the fuck? I have no idea. But can I share something with you? And then I promise yeah. I'm gonna stop talking. I was talking to. I went to get um, my hair done the other day at the barber shop, and so my barber is in the shop, but the lady who's going trying to like twist my locks was also in the shop, uh-huh. and she was telling me that one of the other barbers, like he's usually he's open to allowing you know the gays come in and he'll cut their hair. And he was telling everybody in the shop that one of the guys left. And no, the guy was like, oh, let me have your number. I'm going to lock you in. So he was like, okay, here's my number. Lock me in. And then he said when he got home that night, like the guy just started messaging him. And he said at first, he was just like, mm, this the is guy, guy. Like the, the, the customer. The customer. Oh, the wow. Client. Started. A new client. Started texting the barber. Email. Right. Started texting the barber. Wow. And so, and then he, he said that the guy just like, started going left like oh you should come over let me suck on this and do that and all these extra things and so i learned in that moment like we are always quick to say people are homophobic but we need to learn as gay men and Mm -hmm. women boundaries yes and we need to learn that if they're interested they'll say so all this probing and trying to get the deals and all that like that can backfire because like now ever since this situation has happened even though it wasn't me I can tell that our interactions are a bit different than right. they were before because now I feel like and so it could be all me because like, he's associated that, that experience with, with all that, of us, all of that. us. Right. and so I think we just need to learn boundaries sometimes. Like, that's everybody wild, ain't gay. Everybody that's wild gay. though. Why do you say that's that? wild that you'll take one negative experience and apply it? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Well, that is very wild, but. I feel like I've been in instances to where things like that has happened. Like, I was out with some lesbians one night, and I was out with some straight girls. And one of the lesbians kept inappropriate, like, boundaries are a thing. Like, just because people sometimes, I, and I do feel like this, this is an issue sometimes, that because we don't, we're not accustomed to the, like, people being basic, simple human beings and saying hello and being courteous, like, we can easily misconstrue that when we try to fuck or who wanted to do this or you. And it's not always that. Like, we have to remember that. It's literally that. just, like, hello. It is just what it is. It's right. Like, hello, goodbye. Like, some How people you are very comfortable with who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. So, although it's not fair that he's taking this one instance and doing that, I do feel like there are instances to where we need to learn boundaries. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I mean, everyone needs to learn boundaries. Right. Yeah. On both sides. Yeah. On both sides. On both sides. Because oh. just because we're gay, we don't want all three. No, right. we don't. Woo! Child, you can say that again. Matter of fact, that needs to be the that needs to be the title yes. of this episode. We don't want you, man. We don't want you. You got preferences just like everybody else. Right. Just because you're a man doesn't mean that we want you. God damn. You know why they say that? I think because they because they straight men want to sleep with every woman that walks. So they oh, think yeah. so they think they we, think we do because we're both oh, men. Oh, I never thought about gotcha. it. But way. we have I have standards, honey. And they're a lot higher than straight men. I'm sorry. I don't they, care what y'all think. <laughs> I was a Kroger. Nobody got more status than a gay man. The, uh, I don't want that. This guy was in there with some great sweatpants. Oh, y'all. And it was to his kneecap. I'm not exaggerating. Ah, ah, and I was on the phone with someone. And the I just experience could not of a black gay man. Staring. I 
was like, I know this is not the rim, the head, and the head together. <laughs> like, I, used to, I was staring for so long when I finally looked up at his face. He and his wife were looking at me laughing. <laughs> oh, my God. You were that you were fixated. Wait, you were fixated on that. Ten. Listen, when I tell you, I was so I felt so cheap. I just walked away in shame. They were they were hysterically laughing because it was like I that was at his kneecap. I'm not exaggerating. Like the room. Like lady, how did you? I'm like how are you putting this in you? Why did you let him come out? She had a two part question. So, I would have walked up and be like, girl, what's what this? Is what's right. this? What's what's this? You, how you do that? What you got, man? I didn't even realize I was staying so long until I happened to look up at them and they were just laughing hysterically. And I so basically, like, you take his dick and literally just take it from his leg and just wrap it around like a, a tail. Swinging like another. Swinging with Wow. I could not stop that. I was just like, that hurts. I wouldn't want none of that. Mm-hmm. Might be looking look, 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 look at from afar, but I don't want none of that. I'm telling you right now. Like, where you going to put that at? What that is. Nah, no. Excuse me, where you putting that at? That's what like, film did. That's I what I call it. The most I can do is can put it on my show now, birthday, but that's it. Not birthday. What is happening over here in Pepperville? So, Pepper, you gotta tell us about your journey. Oh yeah, that's how you um, birthed this. <laughs> birthday. That's it. That's as far as it's gonna go. Um, what's your journey? How's your journey been? Um, well, my journey that. was. Um, it was actually easier for me. Really? Because believe it or not. To be gay in my family, to be straight in my family, is, is not normal. Oh, okay. Because oh, the majority okay. of my family is gay. Oh, oh wow. wow. That really? makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, my cousin's mm-hmm. gay. But my mom, before my mom, you know, found Jesus, um, I think I told you, my, my mom's first husband died. Right? Oh. I, I have to tell you guys. If you tell me someone was a lesbian, I'm going gay. Right. <gasps> My mom. Well, she got into. She was in a bad relationship with her first husband, and um, and I said, I, I remember the lady. I'm sorry. Yeah, Pepper. See you about Jesus Pepper. My, so my I, mom, I, I want you to stop dropping bombs on us. Right. I tell you guys, well, as you guys get to know me, there's more stuff. So my okay. So my mom. Well, the world is hearing this too. Right. So, well, my mom, uh, <sighs> um, for a time. She had a relationship. She had a lesbian experience. No. They, oh. No, they were together. Oh. So, okay, so my mom's first husband. Not uh, your dad. No, not my dad. So my okay. mom's first husband uh, passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, she Before she had kids with him? No, she had already had. Did you say she killed she, Yeah, my mom killed <gasps> her first husband. Huh? Yeah, that's the whole story. Um, what the fuck? Just let it go. Just let it go. Let it keep letting it continue. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> So, um, and there's a story behind that. So my mom, uh, we moved to DC because my, my grandmother's side of the family is. And so um, my mom met my father. So my mom, so my brothers and sisters were raised at a certain point by their grandmother, which was their dad's mom. Mm-hmm. So my mom, uh, because of what happened, she had to go to, go to jail. Oh. Go to DC. And so, um, she had to go to D- she had to go to DC and she met my father and then my mom left me with uh, a lady, a family who couldn't have kids. 
So my mom was like, um, I'm going to let you raise him, but I'll be back. So my mom came and got me first. We moved back to... After how long? How long were you with the um, family? I think two or three. Okay. And I remember like yesterday because I remember my the family member, the family lady, uh, she, she told me that my mom was coming to me up. And so typical white picket fence. So the way that, that, so the thing was, my mom was only supposed to come and get me to take me out that day. But they, my mom didn't tell her that she was actually taking me and taking me back to DC. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be returned to this lady. So um, when my mom came pick me up, my mom didn't come through the fence. So, and the lady in the, in the guy who raised me didn't come out of the house. So literally I, I had to walk through the screen door down through the white picket fence and then my mom picked me up. And then literally, immediately my mom picked me up and got on the plane went back to D.C. When we got to D.C., that's when I met my mom's girlfriend. Mm. And we lived in a uh, third floor in a studio apartment. And my room uh, was in like a walk-in closet. So back then, the walk it was a walk-in closet, but the bathroom, you walked in through the closet and then the room was, the bathroom mm-hmm. was here. So my room was that little closet. So my mom, uh, her name was, uh, I think it was like Dora or something like that. But she was butch. Mm. She didn't look like a... Bitch, I'm gagging. Right. (laughs) Yeah, she didn't look like... I wish this was video so y'all could see my face. Right, that part. She didn't look like... Bitch, um, my eyes are so so fucking big. They dated a long time. And then finally something happened to where my mom uh, wanted custody of her kids back. Because now everything had sort of settled. Mm-hmm. So then we moved back and then my mom basically got my brothers and sisters back. And then, and, but that's when we realized half of my family is gay. How long was she with Dora? Oh my God. So when we moved back to, um, before, when we moved, so when we, when we moved back because of what my mom had got into a situation with the lady, the lady went to work that night and my mom and I literally, while this lady went to work, my mom actually woke me up early and we got on a, a Greyhound bus in the middle of the night and came back to Florida. So when the lady got home, we weren't there. So she was trying to find my mother and my grandmother wouldn't tell her. And then we, in two, three years later, we were living um, in these apartments and there was a knock on the door and it was the lady. <gasps> she found y'all. She found us. And I remember um, answering the door, my brother answered the door and um, he was like, who is this lady? And I knew who she was. And so my mom, they, my mom and her went outside and they talked to whatever and then we had never saw her, never saw her after that. Wow. Yeah, so, I, so, my, so me being gay is like, it was like, oh, another one's gay. But the one thing I can say about my mom, though, is that so oh, this is good. This is funny. So there was a club in Tampa called Tracks, right? So my uncle Capus was a security guard. So Tracks was if you got there before ten o'clock, it was free. So mm-hmm. it was like so we used to go every Tuesday night. So we were like, oh, it's Tuesday. So you you get there, you park your car, and. Who's at the front door taking license? It's my uncle Capus. So 
I go because by then I'm like, fuck it, I, you know, I'm already here, whatever. So I give my uncle my license. He was like, um, he was like, oh, okay. So I went in. Had, you know, still danced, did my little thing, still being all girly girly with my girlfriends and my friends. And then I get up. I was living with my best friend at the time. Her name was, um, um, oh my God, what's her name? Yolanda. She was a lesbian. And so my mom called me the next morning. And she says, um, is there something you want to tell me? And I was like, no. She's like, there's nothing. I said, no, man. I said, I don't know what you're talking about. She was, are you sure? I'm like, yeah. And she was like, so, your uncle came for, and I laughed. I said, oh, I said, yeah, he saw me at a gay club. And she was like, and? I was like, well, mom, you already know I'm gay. She's like, well, I, she goes, I know that you're gay, but I need for you to tell me. Right. I said, yeah, mom, okay. She was like, oh, okay. That's all she said. And my life was gay ever since. What about your dad? My dad, um, he didn't really, he, my, my dad didn't really care mm. as long as I was, I, you know, I mean, great, means, he, yeah. it wasn't me. So but my dad was always the type of person to where like, okay, so you want to play sports? No. So he always found something that would sort of help me maneuver. Mm. But I didn't really have an issue with like being gay. The only time the issue came up is when my mom found Jesus. And then we end up, you know, become a part of the church. I can't wait to talk about that. But and then that's when it sort of like went like, you know. Yes, remember that story when we talk about church. Yes. So yeah, so that's when it went kind of like, because then my mom had remarried um, my stepfather. Um, my, well, his name was Sam. They, she she yeah. left the list, you know? Well, by then, years had passed. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the women that can go with women for a while and then go back to men. Hello, because we can't do that. No one says anything. Nobody says but, no, right. nothing. The we have to be DL and shit. Right. So, um, so my mom met. How y'all know I want to slip up in some pussy every once in a while? <laughs> mm -hmm. So yes, yeah, so come mom, back. My mom met so my, um, my stepfather Sam, <laughs> and um, they were married for like 19, 19 years before he passed away. He's a diabetic, so he passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember my so. My cousin Capone, the one that I live with, his mom name is Gail, which is my mom's sister. Mm -hmm. So um, they used to come to Florida a lot, and they used to stay with us, like off and on. And so um, my aunt, they went. So my mom and Sam went to the church convention, and my auntie Gail was living with us, so she was babysitting. And so she used to work at this um, at this. Uh, she was a bartender, so mm -hmm. the place was called Ike's. I had never been inside of a, a bar, so we went to go pick up her check, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the bar. I'm sinning. That's the first thing that comes to my head. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm sinning. And so my aunt, on the way home, she was like, I got something to tell hey, you. Hey, yo, Chris. She was like, I'm so sin again. your mom, and she was like, I don't even know why I'm at telling you this. She goes, but your mom wanted me to um, ask you, you know, how do you feel about, you know, you know, about, are you really gay? And I was like, we've already had this conversation. So then she was like, she goes, I know it's not Anne, which is my mom. Mm. She goes, she goes, this is not coming from Anne. This is coming from Sam. And I was like, she goes, but don't worry about it. Cause my auntie Gail was gay. Mm. She was like, don't worry about it. <gasps> yeah. She was like, don't worry about it. She was like, this ain't going nowhere. And then that was the, wow. But the thing for me though, was very interesting up until I was like, when I started getting like facial hair and hair, 
Most people thought I was a girl. Because <laughs> my mom didn't cut my hair. My hair, because I had I have very thick curly hair. So my mom never cut my hair. My hair was down to here. My mom would braid my hair. So for the most part, and I had no facial hair. I had so most growing up until I got when I finally got hair and most people just thought I was a girl. Right. For the for the majority of my life. Oh, okay. So when I finally did like get a haircut, and I remember when I when I when I started getting hair up under my arms, I was like, oh my God. And then I started getting hair in my legs. I was like, now people see me <laughs> as, as a boy. But, but literally, my boy, hair, David. <laughs> but literally my hair, my mom used to always just braid my hair, like do the braids going mm-hmm. back. Home roads. Yeah, every Sunday was a ritual. She, we, I, she I had to sit between her and my sister, we had to sit between her legs. We used it the, she washes, used that fucking separate Grease. Mm-hmm. Oh God! With that, Jesus, you taking it back? With that pick the head up. That um, smell, that sulfur it's it, yeah, it needs to die. With that, that pick that had the the the, the fist, the fist, the fist at the end. Yeah, yeah. So come on, my, that, that so, was a black power yeah. pick. So yeah. my gay experience was it was what it was because literally you said you were straight. They were like you straight. Yeah. Because the majority of my family like, is gay. Literally, the majority of my family is gay. So when someone else comes out and say they're gay, it's just like, oh, okay. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> One of the things that I think I'm most proud of in a way is that when I do go home, I um I I feel like I paid such I paid the ways in such a way that like my little cousins, you know, you know, yeah. they kind of look at them and tell Uncle V, what's their problem with me? Yeah, I feel like it's more accepted now because I come through. Because before me, like I was the first one that, because right. I shouldn't have other gay family members, the first one that was really like, okay, this is, at 15, I was like, oh, this is, this is what it is. Like, I'm, I'm definitely going to be with the man. So, I'm, <laughs> because I, be I mean, all man. the hurt has set in. It was like, well, damn if I do, damn if I don't. I remember the whole Christian talk. Well, you're gonna go to hell. Well, I'm gonna go anyway because I can't help the way I feel. Like I remember in college going through the whole. I tried to pray it away. Oh, I tried to pray it away too. I feel like we all course, go through yes. that pray Absolutely. away stage. Like Absolutely. I was, I was looking at like what do you call the magazines that the guys get. I ended up just reading the article. Playgirl. Because, yeah, Playgirl. I was just reading the articles. I, I have to tell you guys this. Okay. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, you were in the center no, hall, no, Playgirl. You actually brought something to me. So, I, so back then, um, you know, before the internet and everything, they used to have, like, these little um, little stores. What kind of stores? You would, like a regular little mom and pop little store. Mm-hmm. But then if you walked in the back of the store, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have like all the little, you know, gave the the um the porno magazine, mm-hmm. and they used to be covered in covered that black in that, thing. Yes. So there, so um, there was oh. one that was downtown. Oh. It was a, like a oh. newspaper store, but so what I would do is I would. It was I remember I was, hey, like, I was like I have to make sure I get ten dollars because the magazines was nine dollars and some change, right? Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I was always afraid that the guy the um the guy that I was buying you know the cashier would tell me like you know you're only such and such age so I would go first of all I would go back there and then I'd be like okay I know he's gonna come back and say sir you're you know you're too young blah 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 and so I would finally get the magazine <laughs> I want and I will um walk 
slowly to the cash register going, oh my God, he's looking for this bag. He's looking for And the minute I would pay him, I would be shaking. Oh my Lord. Mm, I can imagine. Because I'm thinking, oh my God. But then, and then once I would get the magazine, uh, it was across the street because it was a, uh, the bus station where you would take the buses to go everywhere and they had a, a bathroom at the bus station. So what I would do is I would go into the bathroom at the bus station and I would rip it out of the little plastic and I would just sit there and look at Come it. Come on, rip me out of the plastic. I've been acting brand new. I would rip it out of the plastic and I would just be like, oh my God, you know. And then finally I was like, okay, how am I gonna get this home? So I would take, I would take it, that put part. it in my back, and then the minute I would do is I was walking the house, and we had a garage. Just um, when I was there with my dad, we had a garage. So what I would do is I we had one of those loft things on the top, and I would get up there, and I would put it, the magazines in the far back of the thing, and then when there would be nobody home or my family went out of town, I would go and get. And by then, I think I had like six or seven of these magazines. And every month, I would buy five, throw five away. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, if I get caught, I don't want to get caught with like 60 of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I box fools. But yeah, so. I mean, that's hot though. So my game experience was um, my first I love penis. that for you. Right. What is my first penis? Oh, God. First that's a question. Was, yeah. We're round robin that. That's how we. That's how we're going to end the podcast, right? When did you see your first penis? Oh, wow! My first, <laughs> my first penis was. Hey, you're um, crazy. <laughs> my first penis was from a member at church. Wow! Because we were getting ready for okay. the wedding, we oh. all had to. All right. We all had to dress up in the in the in this one room. Oh my god. This is, yeah, for me, I probably would say my dad. You? No, not like that. Like my dad. Like he's my dad. Like oh, I thought we just mean like first thing, like getting. Oh my god! Oh, wait, no, y'all. No, that's what I'm talking about. Like the, no, we're Jesus. I forgot to add disclaimer <laughs> to this. The first time you saw a consensual penis. Oh, that's me. Oh, oh my said, god! You didn't say it. Yeah, you didn't put no you didn't, you, 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 were, you were Pacific, not specific. Yeah. I'm sorry I wasn't specific <laughs> enough. I'm so oh, sorry. Consent- uh, oh, shit. Mm. I was grown. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was grown. <laughs> you said consensual, right? Consensual. Yeah? Yeah, I was grown. I was, yeah, I was. Uh, I was like 22. Yeah, I was like 22. <laughs> so what age are you when you were in school and you sleep on the mat? So you know, <laughs> what? And you have the little blanket. Is that considered it? What age is that? Count that? Yeah, we had wee wees back then. They weren't dicks. They were wee wees. This on a high dose. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, this has been an interesting, interesting yeah. conversation about our journey. This is how we got to be the men that we are today, for sure. So before we close out, can everybody say how people can find you on social media? I will go first. 
Uh, oh gosh. I'm on Instagram only the, the the number one Mr. Styles only number one Mr. Styles also on Instagram <laughs> Suavely by Styles and on Facebook Terrence Styles. I am on Facebook Keith Pepper and then on um, Instagram I'm just Pepper. Yes. Well, 90% of the time you can find me at your daddy's house. Other than that, um, you can wow. find me on Instagram. At, I can never remember my Instagram. Mr. Chalk AED. There you go. All right. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Forever Kirk. Um, that's the word forever spelled out. But however, we do have to tell them we do have a new announcement. We have our own Instagram. You now. do. Oh, yes. oh, we do have our own Instagram. Instagram. Yes. We're on IG. The How you forget when you be posting from it? I know. Right. I, I, it's I the manuscript, right? It, it is, but yes. it's the underscore manuscript underscore podcast, which we're going to work on that name because too, like too many underscores. Well, they wouldn't allow me to do anything else. So we'll figure out another solution. Wait, yeah, so, so, for now. so it's the underscore manuscript underscore podcast. Yes. Follow us on Instagram. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I Maybe did too. too. Yeah, did too. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Oh my goodness. And we will be coming out with flyers and hopefully we'll have our little shirts. Child, and, the, and if I you want to meet us, why were these flyers? Can you get five followers first and then I got five followers. Oh my lord. Uh, we're talking about on the on the on the main script. Yeah. Instagram. And on Instagram. Once people follow us oh, more. Okay, yeah, because I've been posting it. First of all, flyers flyers is gonna be a waste. I like no, the no, merch. No. I like the merch. No, I like because the sweatshirts I was saying because of, um so I go to Starbucks a lot. So a lot of like you know the plays and stuff that gotcha. So there's a lot of flyers that I'm thinking okay you can put since I'm there I'm always looking at their board I might as well put something else of us on there. Got it. Okay. All right. So you can find me. All right. So everyone, just check us next time. We we're, we're always going to be talking about something juicy. Yes. Something for the people, because as V say, the things of the things, honey. <laughs> so make sure you catch us next time on the manuscript. We love you guys. Take care. Be blessed. See you same next time. time. Same, same channel.